0: Clothes littered the ground of a small apartment as a naked Freda Schuler slept on top of several strewn blankets. Another woman, Herodias, sat at the foot of the bed, her head held in her hands as she silently muttered to herself. As Herodias spoke, Freda woke and feigned sleep so she could continue to admire Herodias, without her consent. Her eyes scanned over Herodias's naked form, lustfully drinking in the image of her pale and lithe body. After she could memorize every detail of her scarred and calloused skin, Freyda crawled across the length of the bed, wrapped her arms around Herodias, and nibbled gently on her ear.
1: Hmm. You missed your train, Frau Gouge. <sighs> yeah. Looks that way. And the Duchess? Duchess.
2: <laughs> Are you seeing more than one Duchess now? What? The Duchess Elizabeth of Bavaria, silly. You told me last night you were meeting the Empress of Austria-Hungary. Unless, of course, all of that was just a clever lie to get me in bed.
0: Freyda lovingly nuzzled Herodias, who pulled away from her touch. Her brow furrowed, and a look of worry swept across Freyda's face. Herodias tried to offer her a smile, and when this failed to quell Freda's doubt, she slid a hand through Freda's thick hair and caressed the back of her neck.
1: Not at all, Liebchen. Please, forgive me. I think I found my limit last night. Would you mind fetching me a glass?
0: Freda kissed the woman. As she stood, she took her time to run her hands down the faint curves outlining Herodias's frame. Then she slipped from the bedroom and entered a small kitchen to the side.
1: This morning, when I left for the Um the clerk told me my ticket was for last night, not this morning. I told Rousseau to double check the time on the ticket, and he gave me his word it was for this morning.
0: Freda entered the room once more and offered her a glass. Herodias took it and drained the water within as Freda slipped into the bed beside her. Freda purred and wrapped her arms around Herodias as she began to run her fingers through Freda's curly red hair.
1: Mm, thank you, Fraulein. So there I am at the station, pleading with the clerk to let me on the train to Vienna, which was to leave within the hour. But no amount of honeyed words would budge this crone. I had to rush to the post to send a telegram ahead, letting the Duchess know of so's blunder. Fortunately for me, she was kind enough to reschedule me for the day after next. The day after next? So you'll be staying in Ulm for a few more days then? At least until I can catch the next train to Vienna. Then where would
2: a princess stay for those days? I assume you can afford the finest accommodations in town, Frau Gouge. The resort, the Königin, perhaps? Oh, or maybe the Zweiling Juvelin. I've always dreamed of staying there since I was a little girl. Looking down onto the city from the highest room, the most beautiful roses filling an extravagant face, and a stunning princess waiting in my bed for me. <laughs>
1: well, I'm not sure about stunning, Liefchen. But you can have this princess, the highest room, the freshest roses, and the finest bottle of wine in all of Germany. (laughs) I can settle for that.
0: The two women embraced and kissed passionately until Herodias pulled back. Her eyes lowered to the floor, where she seemingly found the clothes piled on top of one another to be increasingly compelling.
1: I'll have Rousseau
0: make the arrangements
1: then. Are you keeping him around? If it were me, I would replace him at the first chance I had. Replace Rousseau? Never. Well, at least not now. It would be improper to return to Delaware without him. It will only cause an added headache, believe me, Liebchen. Delaware? I thought you were the princess of the
2: Commonwealth of Virginia. Don't tell me you have a husband waiting for you there.
1: Liebchen, there is no one else in my life other than you. I have to go to Delaware to regulate the trade of whiskey. There have been issues with the foremen of the factories for several months now. To be honest, a visit is long overdue. So then what brought you to Germany? Is it the war? I've often found, Liebchen, that the only thing that can spoil a mood like ours is politics. All that I will say is that I came to Germany for business. But I am staying for pleasure. Staying? For as long as I can before my duty sweeps me back to America. How long might that be? Roughly two days for the train to Vienna. A day or so to go over boring legislation. And then as long as you are willing to have me. And what if I never wish to give you up? Then it would appear I'm staying in Germany. Or I'd have to take you with me to Virginia. Oh,
2: yes. But, no. Forgive me, Mein Lieber. I know you Americans are well liberated, but I have to know if you'll be allowed to keep your throne if your people knew you shared a bed
1: with a woman. My people be damned. There isn't anyone else besides you that I want to serve with all my body, mind, and spirit. Frau Gouge, I... I'm
2: flattered but I can't allow that. Your duty is to your people, not to me. And you cannot serve your people if you are with me. I'm sorry. I really am my leva. but I can't go back to America with you.
0: A ceaseless silence crept over the two women. Freida's hand dropped from Herodias and crumpled alone in her lap. Her eyes followed not long after, and tears began to well in the corners of her eyes. Herodias stared at her blankly. She hadn't the faintest idea why the woman was crying, but she knew how to make her stop. Gently, her fingers found Freyda's chin, and she guided the other woman's gaze to meet her own. Then she mewed, softly.
1: And if I were to stay here? Wouldn't someone come looking for you? And who is there to find me? Rousseau? And what power does he have over a princess? I...
0: She was never given the chance to finish her thought. Herodias, who had slowly been creeping forward while the two talked, kissed Freyta. She was distant at first, unwanting to yield to what she knew she could not have. But as Herodias traced the length of her spine, Freda could resist no longer. Herodias smiled as Freda allowed her to lean her back against the bed. Herodias traced her lips down her body further and further until... BANG! A knock sounded against the door. Freyda jumped, fear etched into every line of her face. Herodias watched as Freyda's heart pounded and yearned to break free from her chest. She sighed as the knock came again, and bewitched by its force, Freyda scampered from her bed. Quickly! She hissed as she tossed Herodias her scattered clothes. Freyda stumbled over herself as she fell into a common tract. Herodias watched her blankly, and it wasn't until Freyda hissed the command again before she slid into her black trousers, blood-red blouse, and long, dark duster. Right as Herodias finished lacing up her shin-high boots, Freyda took a deep breath and threw open the door. Silas greeted her on the other side. He dipped his Panama hat towards her, and the corner of his mouth crinkled in a grin as he drawled. Are you Fräulein Schuler? The color drained from her face as she hastily looked back at Herodias, whose eyes never left Silas. Freda shook her head and, through a shaking whisper, managed.
2: Yes? How can I help you?
0: My name is... Before Silas could complete his introduction, Herodias interrupted him. She stumbled over her words as she hastily crossed the room and joined Freda at the door.
1: Rousseau, yes. Good man, I see you got my telegram. I was beginning to wonder when you would get here. <laughs> this is Rousseau?
0: A wave of horror seemed to pass over Freda. Her knuckles whitened as she gripped the door and with wide eyes stammered.
1: I, I, it's a pleasure, Herr Rousseau. There's nothing to fear, my dear. Rousseau already knows.
0: Silas raised a brow as he looked between the two women. After a long pause, he pulled a fat cigar from a case and mumbled around it.
3: Everyone's waiting for you at the Garni, Herodias. We shouldn't keep them any longer.
1: Herodias? It's English, for your highness. Can I speak with you outside for a moment, Rousseau?
0: Herodias smacked his hand aside as Silas tried to light the cigar, then pushed him out the door. All right, but if you want to say goodbye,
3: you should do it now.
1: I'll be back in a moment, Liebchen. Promise me everything is alright, Marie. It will. Soon, Liebchen.
0: As Herodias moved to close the door behind her, Freyda's wavering voice cried. Marie? Herodias turned and found Freyda shaking. Her knuckles were white as Freyda shoulder clung to the doorframe.
2: Will... will I be
1: alright?
0: There was a forced smile on Herodias's face as she looked back over her shoulder.
1: You will be. Just wait for me, Lipton, and promise you won't start without me, all right?
0: Herodias slowly closed the door behind her, then snatched the cigar away from Silas. Drawing a matchbook from an inner coat pocket, she puffed frantically on the cigar until the cherry began to smolder.
1: The next train to Frystock isn't for another few weeks. We both know that, Silas. Just let me stay here until then, all right? What's the harm in that?
3: I'm sorry, Herodias, but... We both know you ain't gonna make that train unless I keep a leash on you.
1: It was a one-time thing, Silas. Trust me. What's that Elijah and Ezra keep saying? Keep the faith?
3: Right. So I'll be supposing it was my imagination then when you ran off with Hans Funer and Zimnitsa for four days. Or that time in Adjorn when we had to walk because we missed our train because you were too busy with Karina Ortner. I know you don't want me to bring it up, but you know what happened with you and Agent Gamora in Warsaw. You tried to leave the church, Herodias. It took me three months to track you two down and beg you to come back.
1: You said you wouldn't bring up Ruben again.
0: Silas plucked a cigar from Herodias' frown. I'm sorry, but if you don't want me to mention it,
3: then you can't keep acting this way, Herodias.
1: Silas... Listen, uh, this isn't like what happened with Reuben. I feel nothing for that girl.
3: And I quote, Silas, I feel nothing for that girl. That was in Yaka about Antonia Alquindo. You remember, Yaka? <sighs> no, I suppose you don't. Drank enough to make a small army drunk you did. Even with the aid of the carriage and horses you stole, we were still delayed two days.
1: What do you want me to do, Silas? If I walk away now, it'll break her heart.
3: You sure you feel nothing for her? Because it sounds an awful lot like you're saying you're going to stay here forever with this girl who you claim to be indifferent towards.
1: Silas, I...
3: (sighs) Look, Herodias, you're a grown-ass woman. And what you do outside of our work isn't anyone else's business but your own. The way I see it, though, is that... What are you doing in there with that woman? It's getting in the way of the job. <sighs> Seems like you've got two roads before you. You can go in there and tell her the truth, or you can run away without saying a thing. Either way, you have to come with me back to the Garden, Herodias. I can't leave without you. Fine, you're a grown-ass woman, like I say. But Busoni is going to be pissed once he hears the Undertaker slip past us again. And if you fuck around and
0: miss the train again, well, I wouldn't put it past him to excommunicate you. Herodias turned pale. Fleeing from his words, she stepped back and found her back pressed tight against the closed door behind her. She took a shaky breath and then said with a voice which betrayed no emotion, Let's go. And Fräulein Schuller,
1: I thought you didn't care.
3: (laughs) You're getting better at calling my bluffs by the hour, Herodias.
1: You want to make sure I won't come back here? Fine. I give you my word, Silas. I promise you'll never see that girl again. Happy?
0: Herodias put on her hat as she exited into the rain and swiped the cigar as she passed.
3: Not particularly.
0: Silas sighed and mimicked the gesture, plopping the brim of the Panama hat low over his brow as he followed close behind her beneath the overcast sky, which leaked down onto the bustling old. Hey everybody,
3: thanks for listening to the Clergyman Immortal Woman, a leeched talent production, written and directed by N.E. Gonzorn, produced and audio engineered by James Quesada, music compositions and sound design by Maddie Gosshorn narrated by Seth Weeks, and with voice acting by the following talented cast members. Luna Lockwood as Freda Schuller, Hannah Reinhardt as Herodias, and Zan Kramer as Silas. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode, and leave us a rating and a review to help other people discover the show. Check us out on social media and on the web by following the links in the show description. Thanks again for listening, and keep the faith.